0: And I want you to pick up with me in where I ended up last Sunday, and that is in Jeremiah. Everybody go to Jeremiah. Chapter 6 and verse number 16. Jeremiah 6, 16. And it says this, and we talked about this, and I'll just catch up real quick um, uh, uh, where we were at. Jeremiah's prophesying to the children of Israel so that they would not go into captivity, into Babylonian captivity. And he is a lamenting prophet. He is a warning prophet. He is, he is telling them uh, if they don't change their ways, then God is going to carry them off into captivity, and 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 they're going to be in captivity for we know to be 70 years. And so he is prophesying to them, thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old paths. Everybody say the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein. And when you find those. Old paths. When you find the good way, you're going to find rest for your soul. Everybody say rest for your soul. How many have been so worried about something you couldn't sleep? I have. Amen. Everybody's been so excited about something you couldn't sleep. Maybe you're going to go do something the next day. And sleep won't even come to your mind, your heart. That's because you don't have any rest. You're, You're either anxious in a negative way or excited in a positive way. There's anxiety and fear and trepidation. And so sleep is far from you. And there's no peace in your heart, peace in your mind. There is a way that in whatever the situation or the crisis you're in to find rest for your soul well how, what is that way And that way is to go back everybody said go back to the old paths well we got a new world we got a new problem we got a new virus we got a new thing we got this we got that there's nothing new under the Sun everything that we are facing every temptation every trial every circumstance every situation is the Bible said it's just common unto man People have been going through stuff like you and I are going, oh, Brother Sharp, uh, uh, no, the pestilence. Oh, yes, pestilence is throughout the Bible, famine is throughout the Bible. This is nothing new. Just look at somebody beside you and say, It's my turn. It's our turn. It's just where we find ourselves in this big reality of God's plan in life. And somebody said, well, why has God got a, I don't know why God had, didn't stop this. I don't know why, I, you'll have to ask him. I'm not, I'm not God. But I know this is where we're at. This is where the world is at. And not only is the world here, we may conquer COVID-19, and I'm sure we will. Uh, viruses, uh, vaccines are coming on, and they've seen some positive things. But the changes that, and the effects that it's had in the world, we will, we'll never get over that. It's like having a bad car accident you get healed you survive the accident uh, the broken bones will heal but friend of mine you never get over the PTSD the the fear every red light you come to every every turn you make every time you see lights kind of veering your direction you, you're like oh my god and that is the reality that we find ourselves in and there are some very unique things I'm not going to bring in all the governmental things that have happened this week but if you hadn't yeah, even if you've been paying attention, your head is spinning like a top uh, because they have signed so many bills. Yesterday they signed a bill, uh, I believe it was yesterday, where transgender men had to be allowed. That means men that act like women have to be allowed in women's sports. Uh, the back to the bathroom thing, we're back to that again, where transgender uh, men, if they're dressed like a woman, they can walk into a woman's restroom. That, that They signed an executive order. That was yesterday. I mean, those these are matter of fact. So the world is changing beyond COVID nineteen is what I'm trying to say. This is not just a COVID nineteen. This is not an attack from the Democrats. This is not an attack from the Chinese leasing COVID. This is not even an attack from an unseen virus. This is a satanic plan to destroy the world and to destroy America and to destroy the children of God and to just damn everybody to hell and we should not be surprised because it's been prophesied throughout your Bible this should not catch one Christian unaware now it is kind of amazing to be living in the actual pages of the Bible Sometimes we read the Acts of the Apostles and we read some of the things they went through and go, my God, wow, they really, and we could see where Paul or Peter or Paul and Silas or somebody or Philip was in the pages of the Bible. Friend, you're living in the pages of the Bible. You're living in those last days the Bible talks about. You're living when tribulations are going to come. You're living when trials are going to come. That's the world we find ourselves in. Oh, you're making me nervous. You're making me afraid. You're making me depressed. I wish I hadn't come to church. I wish I hadn't logged on. I think I'm going to log off because I'm depressed. You can get depressed. And you can get all weary and worried and everything else. Or you can just say, nope, this ain't got God. This hasn't caught God off, off guard. This has not got God surprised one bit. He's not surprised. As a matter of fact, it is part of the eternal plan of God. Because when all of these things start start coming to pass, he said, lift up your eyes, for you see the redemption draweth nigh. You see that this is the last days. When darkness gets as dark as it can get, the light of truth, the light of salvation, will absolutely shine brighter and will draw all men to Christ. Now, I I could say something that would get your attention on on, on a Wednesday night. Uh, Like, uh, if you join Temple Christian Center, I can guarantee you, you will not die of COVID. Please don't change the channel out there if you're watching now, (laughs) because I'm just playing. I could say that, and there are some that are saying that stuff. There were some also prophesying that Donald Trump would still be the president. I could say that, but the truth is, That's not reality. Reality is just because you live for God doesn't mean you're not going to catch COVID or die of COVID. It doesn't mean that at all. It just means that whatever the situation is, you're going to go through that with the help of God, and you're going to go through that with the knowledge of God and the love of God, and if you've built a firm foundation, you're going to go through that with the children of God. You're not going to be in captivity by yourself. You're not going to be alone because he's going to be in the fire with you alongside Shadrach and Meshach. They'll be there too, brother Bendigo or sister Bendigo. Amen. But the fourth man will be in the fire also. So you're not in this by yourself. So just because you choose to be a Christian does not extricate you from the world that we're living in. All right, so if I'm going to have to live in this world, how am I going to live? How am I going to get through this thing? How am I going to not only survive it, but how am I going to thrive in it? How I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just going to endure. But, you know, I've I, I talked about the word endure. He that endured to the end, same shall be saved on Sunday. That word enduring does not mean just get gritting your teeth and getting through. Doesn't mean ah. Like, oh. Enduring means to continue through. In other words, to have a plan or a process how you're going to not just, oh, Jesus come Jesus come oh. but in the midst of all of this say the lord's coming back still have a smile on your face to patiently endure to to not only endure but to work the plan of god that he has put you in so he warned them to find the old paths where is the good way and walk therein and what will you find everybody say rest for my soul everybody say rest for my soul but they said we will not walk therein. I'm going to trust the government. We, we we're not going in the old path. I got my, I have my own plan. See how that works out for you. Walk in these old. said I don't believe the virus is real until they ended up in the hospital yeah try that try that out I, I'm going to make it on my own way I, I don't need the old paths I, I don't need come on people if we're, gonna, if we're going to get through this and not only, not only survive it but thrive in it the way we're going to get through it it's just my batteries people that's all it was I need batteries when you get a chance uh, then we're going to have to go back to the old paths And when we get back to the old paths Then we're going to not only survive it But we're going to find rest Go back to that with me Everybody say find rest That means the absence of confusion in your mind That means at peace with God that, You know somebody I was talking to somebody this week And uh, in, in, if, if God doesn't undertake It's time for them to go home But you know what They're ready to go home they're, uh, they're of advanced years, and they just told me straight up, I'm, I'm ready to leave. As a matter of fact, they said it like this, I want to go. Don't let them put me on any machine. They're carrying me to the hospital. When I get to the hospital, if it's my time, I want to go. They lived a full life. You know why they can say that? Because they're at peace with God. How many of you want to spend eternity with God? Raise your hand out there. How many of you want to spend eternity with God? How many of you is ready to go right now? You ain't even going to go back out and take something out of your car. Come on now. How many is ready to face God tonight? Well, come on, them hands. They went back up, but it was like this. No, we, we got, Okay. In a COVID kind of world, you got to be ready to go. But the truth of the matter is, you got more of a chance of dying in a car wreck on the way home from church than you do in with COVID nineteen. But fear has been associated with it, and we do live in a strange kind of world. We do have a lot of stuff going on, and all of those things. So, uh, but my point is, and what you got to understand is, there is a way to live in the middle of this COVID nineteen world. In this rapidly changing social environment, they're not the same thing. Everybody understand that. Everybody understand we're facing more than COVID-19. How many people understand that? America's in a big swing right now. I don't care who you voted for. I really don't. I mean, that's already over with. That's done. You did everything you could do. You voted. Now we're going to deal with the new administration. They're going to have their chance at it. We're going to see how it all plays out. There's absolutely some things in it that are just anti-Bible. But this is not the first time. Some of this stuff has been around before the Romans and the Greeks and and all... I mean, some of the same social, sexual, uh, hedonistic sins and all of that kind of stuff that we see going around the world today are not new. We just had prohibitions to it against the United States of America. But in the midst of this, if we find the plan of God and we find the firm foundation that the apostolic church found then we will not only survive this thing but we will thrive in it and I want to take a load off of your mind right now you don't have to come up with anything new to face the new problems that we're facing in this world today you don't need a new pill You don't need a new plan. You don't need anything new. You need to go back to what worked for the apostolic church. It works in every generation. It works for every nation. And it works in every situation. So, what is that, Brother Sharp? That is the apostolic foundation that he said. Now, we read the other day, uh, and, and talking about people that would not. That's where I left off for that. If you reject what I say, and, and I had somebody say this to me, or I wouldn't be bringing up. Now, hang on, I'm going to switch the microphones, and remind me if I, if I forget where I'm at, Brother Andy. You've got to help me now. Amen. And, and, and they would not walk therein. I'm going to switch this, and just me switching this, I may forget everything, and I have to start all over. So, if I, it's... it's It's on you if I start over, amen. Praise people. I'm sorry out there watching, and I'm sorry for the media team. I didn't turn my microphone in. All right. And they would not walk therein. Somebody said to me the other day, Pastor, why don't you just preach revival? You're preaching all this COVID stuff. Just preach revival. Just have revival. Okay, revival. That make you feel better? We're living in a COVID kind of world. My job as a pastor, I got an evangelist coming. Brother Randall's coming, by the way, and I meant to tell you that. Amen. Brother Randall got over COVID, and his wife's doing better. And what's unique, I told you Brother Gidrose is coming to preach for us on the 21st of February, the Monopoly message. Okay? And so he calls me this week and said, Pastor, I got a situation. I, da, 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 I have to change if you can. Change me for April the 11th. And I said, April 11th? I think I got somebody else scheduled. And I said to Brother Gidrose, let me check. And I looked and I said, no, I got Brother Randall scheduled for April 11th. And I said, I don't feel good about dropping him to switch you there. And, and I said, but I will call him. So I called him on the phone. And I said, Brother Randall, Brother, uh, Brother Gidrose uh, can't, uh, uh, wants to know if I can switch you off of April 11th. And, and, and can he take that and you take another date? He said, well, brother, I could, but the only date I have open is February the 21st. I said, well, that just might be in the will of God. I said, that's the exact date that I had. So they're switching dates. Amen. So we're going to have Brother Randall. We'll have an evangelist. Evangelists come and they preach to the sinner and they preach to the transgressor and they say, you better get your life right with God. The Lord's coming back, and that's their calling. That's their gift. But my responsibility as a pastor is to feed you the daily bread that it's going to take to get you through this life and not only to survive in this life but have the joy of the Lord and the peace of the Lord in your spirit even if you're dying, even if it's your time to go. There's nothing worse than... Pentecostals or, or apostolics that die, and I don't even know if you can die apostolic and be bitter while you're dying. You don't know why God ain't saving me. I don't even know if you're going to go to hell. I know you will, but anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. That ain't the way we're supposed to go. What did this happen to me? Come on. That's not a light in a dark world. That's not a light. They told Paul, if you go to Rome, you're going to be bound and you're going to be killed. He said, i got to go to Rome. And he was bound and he was killed. Now, before they killed him, he spent about three or four years converting all. The Bible said all of Caesar's household heard the word. And the prison where he, the maritime prison where he heard the word. So he knew he was going to his death. And he said, no, you're going to your death. Come on, you can smile and talk about it. I used to sell insurance. I told him one time, I said, all you got to do is think about it once and then it's over. Just settle it. I'm going to die. Say it right out now. I'm going to die. Look at somebody beside and say, I ain't going to live forever. All right. All right. All right. Good enough. Good enough. Amen. So, I don't have anything else to preach to you other than the firm foundation. So, everybody say the firm foundation. And I don't have anything new to preach to you. Everybody say, we're going back to the old path. We're going to do it the way they did it. Before they had purple lights. Before they had microphones. Before they had buildings like this. They didn't even have church buildings. They didn't even have church buildings for the first 200 years of the church. They met in their homes. They met in public places. And it worked then. Somebody said, well, we're losing our church building. Well, if it worked when they didn't have a church building, then it'll work if we don't have a church building. Come on. They didn't have microphones. They didn't have internet. And it worked for them. And they turned the world upside down. Everybody said amen. Everybody say old paths. I got two points tonight. If I can get through those two points and you can understand them, we're going to be doing good. Amen. The number one is there's nothing new. We need old paths. That's what God said. told me to tell you in 2021. You don't need anything new. It ain't time for us to start a new program. It ain't a time for us to do, try something new, fang-dangled. It ain't the time to get a different strobe light or smoke in the church house. This is not the time. This is time to go back to the apostolic principles. And the beautiful thing is there's only four apostolic principles that you need to master. Apostolic doctrine, apostolic prayer, apostolic fellowship, an apostolic life. Everybody say doing life together. Sister Carolyn, we prayed for your dad. Is your, your dad's? You doing better? Is he still in the hospital? Okay, well, we're still praying with you, lady. We're still praying. Amen. Love you. I didn't mean to embarrass you walking in, but um, we've been, we prayed for you. Amen. And pray for your dad. Amen. All right. So we go back to if we get that point. Number one, nothing new. We're going back to the apostolic. But now the second thing I want the second point I want to make tonight, and I want to drive home to to you tonight is found in the second chapter of Acts and you're going to hear these passages over and over again because we're talking about back to basics and we're talking about the apostolic foundation and there are four apostolic building blocks that you need in your foundation now okay let me talk about well okay I'm going to show you this right fast okay And, and every person here that lives in a house raise your hand okay sister Alma lives in about 11-story house she's real rich amen I think she lives on number three two or three four number two or three amen some of you got two-story houses hers is 11 stories amen she lives in the high-rise downtown senior high-rise we all have different houses our houses I don't know if anybody we don't have but one or two living on base housing and I don't even think all the base housing looks the same anymore it all looks kind of different or the different variation thereof Um, uh, but but everybody's house looks different but every single person in here no matter what your house looks like whether it's wood or brick or 11 stories or one story or whatever is on some sort of foundation you understand so we're you get to build I don't care if you drove in here in a Ford or a Chevy it does not matter I don't care listen to me carefully I'm not playing games you're trying to just keep you awake. I don't care what color your skin is I don't care where you went to school I don't none of that matters we all build with what God gave us I mean it wouldn't matter if I wanted to be 65 I'm not ever gonna be six foot five inches tall and I'm never gonna be 143 pounds I got a leg that weighs that much I'm not, this is what I got to work with. This is who I am. I'm never going to develop Brother Andy's skills in that musical instrument. I, I wasn't gifted as a Sister uh, Cynthia was. When I started dating her sister and you were about 12 years old or something, I heard her sing, my God. I told her I'd pay for her to cut an album. I still will. Amen. I'm not kidding you. I mean, there's talent. I, I could practice until I was hoarse. And and never sing like her. Because that's not what God gave me to work with. He gave you something to work with. He gave you something to work with. He gave me something. I didn't get to choose my color. I didn't get to choose my height. I didn't get to choose nothing. I'm just, this is how God brought me into this world. But what I do get to choose is what I build my life on. Somebody asked me one time, what's your secret to financial success? If you think I've had anything, uh, they obviously did. They said, what's your secret to financial success? I said, well, I started paying tithes when I was 13 years old. i always been a giver. I, okay, okay, that's good, that's good. But what? give me something practical I can go on. And I told them this. I said, I've been blessed. My wife and I have been blessed. We've almost never gone backwards in life where we've had something and then we had to go back. We had something and we had to go back and start over. And I'm not castigating anything it's just it's you know it's always been sometimes we haven't gone forward if you know what I'm saying we haven't added money to we hadn't but we've never gone ahead five steps and then back 25 steps and I'm not I'm just being blunt with you we, we, we haven't had to pay for a divorce court I don't know what it's like to go through a custody battle I'm not I'm not making fun or getting on to or pointing out I'm just showing you that is it, there is a pathway that you can build on of a firm foundation. And the reason Sister Sharp and I have never got a divorce is not because we've never had disagreements. It's not because we agree on everything. We had a pretty good disagreement this morning. I won. You see, I'm walking away from her. No, no, she said you didn't because the day ain't over yet. Oh, my. We had a pretty good. Just, that ain't why we're not. We didn't get a. We ain't got a divorce. The reason we hadn't got a divorce is right after we were married. She said there would be no divorce in this family. Our family does not believe in divorce. We believe in murder. So we're gonna be married till Jesus comes. Until they roll one of us out. You see, there there is a way that you go if you build on some principles in your life that even if you do have. Disruptions of sickness, cancers, confusion, conflict in your life, death in your life—you have some of those things. Then you don't have to go back to zero and start over. You don't just get washed out with the storm. How many members? Our first reading—we'll go up to that real fast. Where Luke said, uh, uh, he said in Luke number six, verse forty-seven. They'll flip up, uh, up there real quick. He said this. He said, Whosoever cometh to me, and heareth my sayings, and doeth them, I will show you whom he is like. He is likened to a man which buildeth a house, and he digged deep. Everybody said dig deep. Everybody say dig deep. I don't like to dig. Matter of fact, every chance I get, I get my digging done for me. And you know what? Everybody I know that does digging make lots of money. We call them dirt workers or dirt men. They use them excavators and all of that. The last time I hired one, he cost me $5,500 to do do my digging for me because digging's not fun. Digging, you get dirty. Digging takes some effort. If I handed you a shovel and told you to dig a six-foot hole, you wouldn't be done before the sun come up. And if you were, you'd be covered from head to toe in dirt and filth and you'd be exhausted. Because digging deep costs you something. Not everybody is going to walk therein. Not everybody's going to decide to do what God says to do in his word. But he said, if you hear my words and you do my words, then you will walk therein, then you are going to find this foundation that when the storms of life come, everybody's storms will come, Everybody say it with me, the storms are going to come. Everybody say the storms are going to come. Say it again, the storms are going to come. Don't make me tell you how they're going to come. They come to everybody differently. And don't ever make the mistake of thinking your storm is worse than somebody else's. And just because somebody else has learned to smile through their trial, don't you think that they hadn't gone through a trial? just because somebody learned how to smile when they're taking chemotherapy. Don't think they didn't get sick and throw up and be as nauseous as you were when you had your chemotherapy. Don't think it. Amen. They, you say, well, they're just tougher than me. No, they just learned how to dig deep. Dig deep when the storm comes. Make sure you're on a firm foundation. So when the storm comes, we have got to make sure that we have built on the Word of God. Not on... Johnny come lately I said and you put on Facebook thank you for putting that this is no time to listen to new voices this is not a time to get on the internet and find somebody out in California or, or someone in Utah that's preaching that if you'll just come here this is the Holy Land this is we're not having COVID we're we're still doing everything and blah blah. blah. that's ridiculous it's time to dig deep to make sure that I'm on a firm foundation because the storm is here the storm is here. And and you can say, Well, I wish you'd quit talking negative. I wish okay. I wish you'd quit face not facing reality. Reality is, is I got run out of a restaurant today. Took my precious wife to lunch. Walked in. They said, You gotta leave. You know why I had to leave? I forgot my mask. They and, and she politely told us, if you don't want to wear a mask, you can eat outside. And I said, well, y'all got any tables outside? I just was curious about the outside dining. She said, well, I ain't serving you. You got to order your your food online. And then come in and pick it up, meet outside. I said, I got a mask in the car. I'll go get it. And I did. I wasn't trying to be rude. You don't think we're living in different times? You think that's going away after 100 days? Everything is different. Oh, brother, sharp. Quit pretending it's not. But don't be afraid of it. Let it motivate it. Let it become the trigger that focuses your eyes to the horizon and looks towards your hev- the heavens which cometh your help and say, He's coming back. And I'm ready. And I want Him to come back. And I'm looking for my heavenly home. And I'm going to tell everybody He's coming back. And I'm going to tell everybody how to get ready. Amen. And so the storms are going to come. No matter what your storm is. I don't know what your storm is and I don't know whether you're gonna weather it or not I would I don't want you to think for a second I was talking about financial success a while ago uh, with my wife and I some things we and somebody pressed me for a physical trigger and I said just don't do dumb stuff don't buy stuff that you you know this can cost you a lot of money that you're throwing out six months from now that's just ridiculous you know if you spend thirteen hundred dollars on I don't know whatever on a new swimming pool in the backyard and next year you're cutting it with a knife and wadding it up and putting it beside the road you might think twice about another thirteen hundred dollars swimming pool. You know what I'm trying to say. Did anybody got that? That was talking about financial stuff. But if you sit here and think Sister Sharp and I've won every battle that we've ever fought, I don't want to confuse you. We hadn't got it all right. We hadn't passed every test. Do you hear me? We just hadn't backslidden. You mean you can, you can be living for God? And be marred in the potter's hand? You can be, oh yes, you can. You can be living for God and get sick. Oh yes, you can. You can be living for God and your husband die. Oh yes, you can. You can be living for God and get a divorce. Oh yes, you can, because it takes two to stay married. And no matter how much you pray, you better pray for them that they're praying as much as you're praying, or they may be praying that you're praying as you know where I'm at. So we don't we don't pass every test. We don't avoid the storms in life. They come. They will beat against us. But we have to choose whether they're going to be successful or not. And how do I choose whether they're going to be successful or not? And it's because I'm on a firm foundation. Now go back to Acts chapter 2. And this is the second point. And this is the two points that I needed to reiterate from Sunday. One is nothing new. And the next one is really simple. I'm going to read it for you in the Bible. But I'm going to tell you what it is so you don't don't know and sister. Wicker Green's writing it down over there, so she's making sure she gets that point. Number two, I love it. She is our church scribe. I love it. When, when When God comes back, or you go to be with the Lord, somebody needs to publish all that that you've been writing all these years. Seriously, I'm not being funny. That's some stuff. She's wrote it down. Amen. For years from what I understand. Amen. But here's the second one. Everybody say, save yourself. I'm going to let that sink in out there. Come back from the kitchen. Tell the kids to be quiet. You are responsible for you. This top-down pastor salvation, preacher preach me under conviction, preacher keep me prayed up, preacher have the right program to save my 13-year-old or my 16-year-old, preacher get me and my four and no more to heaven, I'm just, if you can, this preacher top-down stuff, This program top are you listening to me are you listening out this top-down program where the church is gonna come out with a program it's gonna make all of our marriages better the church is gonna come out with a program and gonna make sure my kids understand the oneness of God church is gonna come out with a program and make sure make sure that my kids understand Jesus name baptism are you kidding me in this hour And in this day, and in every hour, and in every day, you have always, always, always been responsible for yourself. We're in a generation that does not like to take personal responsibility. My mom didn't hug me enough. That's why I did this. I ate too many Twinkies. That's why I did that. I didn't have a father in the home that's why I did that these are all real issues these are all social issues in this but none of them excuse us from our responsibility for eternity to save ourselves, And if you're listening out there, quit being a victim of what happened to you and saying, I don't care what happened in the past. And if you're in this building, quit pretending that, oh, well, if this hadn't happened, then I might, my first marriage hadn't done this, then I might. Stop that. We are right here, right now. It's time to get on a firm foundation and say, I have to save myself. Right now, lift your hands to God. The Holy Ghost is speaking to somebody right now. And you got to say it. I have to save myself. Oh, I feel my helper. The holy anointing just hit me right now. Right now. I have to save me. Nobody's going to save me. There ain't a preacher that can preach good enough to save me. There's not a, a, a call prayer meeting that the preacher can call. There's not a fast uh, chart that they can pass around the church that can save me. I got to save myself. We love that second chapter of Acts. And over the next few weeks, I'm going to wear it out. And you're going to know it inside and out. You're going to know those four those four components, those four building blocks of an apostolic foundation, you're going to know them inside now. Somebody's going to say, What are y'all talking about back to basics? And you're going to say, My life and my family's life is built on a firm foundation of the four apostolic principles of doctrine, of, of prayer, of breaking of bread, and fellowship. And that's how we are enduring this storm. That's how we're not only surviving it, we're going to be a light in the dark world. That's how you'll be able to rattle that out of your mouth if you stay with us for the next three weeks. In this four-week series, so you're going to hear this over and over again. After preaching that a powerful message, therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly, Acts chapter two, verse thirty-six, that God had made that same Jesus, whom you crucified, both the Lord and Christ. And when they heard this, they were convicted in their hearts, and they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, "What do we need to do? How can we repent?" And then Peter said unto them, "What should we?" Do? They asked, "What should we do?" Then Peter said unto them, "Repent." That means to turn towards God to turn away from your own desires, to turn away from your own sin, to turn away from your own iniquity. All of us have sinned and come short of the gl- glory of God. All of us have the work to the flesh in us. All of us, if we let ourselves go, will do debased things. It's happened throughout time in eternity, and it will happen until Jesus comes back. Like he said, in the coming of the days of Noah, they were marrying and giving marriage, but wickedness was abounding. It was horrible then, so much that the Lord destroyed the earth. That's not going to change before he comes back again. So in that horrible, depraved, iniquity, ever-increasing environment, you have got to make up your mind that I heard the word of the Lord to seek the old paths and I'm going to save myself. I'm going to save myself. I'm not going to push my personal responsibility. I'm not going to have to have pastors send out a text to tell me to come to church on a Wednesday night. I'm going to be thankful that I have the opportunity to come to the house of the Lord. I'm not going to have to have, uh, come on, that's it, that's it. Uh, that's it. Uh, but when you feel it, you need to act like it, amen. I'm not going to wait till somebody tells me that sowing seed into the kingdom of God reaps an eternal reward, that where your treasure is, there your heart's going to be also. I'm not going to, tell, I'm not going to have to wait for somebody to tell me, lay up my treasures in heaven where the thief doesn't come in. Jesus' name. God have mercy if you understood what they're doing with the stock market today took a dead company called GameStock and BlackBerry, ran it up 13,000% in one day, just manipulating and playing with your money, your 401Ks and rich and greedy people and fighting against other rich and greedy people on the stock. That happened today. The stock market, they're thinking about shutting the stock market and pausing it on some stocks for a month because it could bring the, you don't want to hear what else this happened but it doesn't matter what the storm is. In every storm, you can stand. The rain comes down, and the rain will fall. He said, but the house did not fall. You did not fall. The rain came. It beat on the house. You might have thought the house was going to fall, but the house did not fall because it was on a firm foundation. That's what I'm preaching to you. That's what you came to hear your pastor say tonight. That's what, and, and, and I can't do it for you. Don't wait for me to come up with a program. Jesus' name, I spent most of my morning thinking and praying today about children's ministry and what does it look like in the future and how are we going to do that. And, and I don't have an answer except the old past said, you got to get your family to heaven, sir. You single mothers have a responsibility not just to put food on the table but to put the word of God in your kids' heart. I know your duty is made double because you don't have someone else helping you in the home, but don't make it a second duty. Make it your primary decision and focus. My kids may not have the same shoes and they may not get the newest electronic toy, but my kids are going to know that, Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Huh? And I'm going to worship Him with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind. And with all of my strength. Oh, I feel my helper. He said, What do we need to do? He said, Repent of your sins. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For that promise is unto you and to your children, and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words, did he testify and exhort saying from this untoward unhinged crazy confused transgender you think we're the only ones that we're going through it save yourself go home and do you a little greek study on the word untoward that means against nature this world that we're living in is no different than the world they were living in their world was against nature it was the it was full of evil it was it's like our world and we we got to think, think we we always think our problem is the worst our bobo is the biggest Our our sickness or our sin is the most impossible. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all fighting our flesh. We're all having to get up every single day and mortify the deeds of the flesh. None of us would be saved but for the grace and the mercy of God. He said we are not consumed because His compassion is renewed towards us every morning. It's afresh. And because He loves us like a father loves a child, He doesn't reject us in our sin or our situation or our lack of faith but he comes to us and he embraces us and he encourages us and he gives us away through Jeremiah's and through pastor sharps and through preachers and prophets over the time and he said you don't need anything new in COVID-19 you just need to take personal responsibility for myself everybody say save myself and once you have saved yourself brother Andy you got to save your family you got to save your family, Pastor Tim. Brother Rob, you got to save your family. Now, you can't, when they get grown, you can't, God have mercy, you can't do nothing about grown kids. Anybody got grown kids? Oh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You can't do nothing about grown kids. Grown kids do what they want to do. But my goodness, till they get grown. You have a little meeting with Sister Sharp, she'll show you how to, she used the rod on them. Oh, yes, yeah, she did. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You, you gotta you gotta put the principle, you gotta, you gotta have the right authority and position. And we men have to have, take responsibility. And you women that are single parents and you men that are single parents, yes, you have a double workload. But if you get the four building blocks of the church, then your load's gonna be lighter. Well, how can my load be lighter because of apostolic doctrine? I prayed till my eyeballs popped out and I can't snot or cry anymore. And my, my load's not any lighter. A fellowship at the church every time the doors are open and my load's not any lighter. What about have you broken bread with anybody lately? Because when we decide to do life together, you listening, to single parents, that means you're not alone. That, oh, come on. When you get when you get in that apostolic, they, they part, and I don't want to preach all this because I'm gonna preach this in three weeks, but when they 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 they, they, they sold their things and, and, and they parted to every man, there was a common There was a common decision among them that when I'm doing life with this group that I'm going to bear their hardships. I'm going to go through their sicknesses. I'm going to go through their joy together. We're going to do this together. We're going to face our problems together. And when you get that into uh, as one of your four building blocks, then it doesn't matter if you get cancer. It's not fun. It doesn't matter if you end up on the COVID ward. You don't know how it's going to turn out it doesn't matter if you lose your job or the whole sector that you worked in maybe the oil industry is now the futurist suspect it doesn't matter if the plant shuts down it doesn't matter what the numbers are on the COVID chart because my feet are on a firm foundation and I am listening to the old past I am listening to what the Word of God says I do want to take responsibility for myself and if we will if we will understand doctrine and we, we we're gonna go over this in depth Sunday and then next Wednesday prayer Sunday and next Wednesday breaking bread Sunday uh, and fellowship uh, the, the following Sunday and then we'll follow it up that Wednesday and if we will get this this firm just say four things There's just four things everybody said with me there's just four things please get that it's you know You don't have to understand the order of Melchizedek. And you don't have to memorize all the major and minor prophets of the Old Testament. If you just get what the apostolic church got, you will survive even if they feed you to the lions. Even if your brother betrays you and turns you into the police for an unregistered meeting at your house in the future. You won't hate him. You'll love them. You'll pray for them. How? My feet are on the firm foundation. Count it all joy when you suffer as he suffered. He said that I might know him in the fellowship of suffering. You see, this life that we go through is full of suffering and full of problems. And so what I ask you as a church, what I ask you, and let's stand, amen. What I ask you to do as a church and as a believer with me over the next three weeks now is to commit to take this journey. And not just to hear what I'm saying to you. Not just to hear what I'm saying to you. But commit to do it. Now when you commit to do it, I can guarantee you that I'm not coming to your house to check up on you. That is not my job. That's not my job. My job is to preach the truth to you. If I see you acting out, if I see you doing something crazy, the Lord lays it on my heart, I know how to rebuke somebody. Ask Pastor Tim. Some of you others have been here more than 15 minutes and gotten across hairs of God's will before. I I don't think I've ever rebuked anybody out of the will of God. I don't. I I don't do that easily. I'm not one of those kind. I mean, I've been around those kind. I've got friends that are those kind. My goodness. They'll say, you, you, and you. Y'all meet me in the office after church. I've been in a service like that. I, I have. I've got, I've got friends that still pastor like that. Uh, and you too, brother. I missed you. You too. I'll see you in the office after church. Sometimes they don't wait till they get to the office. They just do it right there in the pulpit. My wife said, okay, enough on that. That ain't where you're at right now. I'm not coming to your house. I'm not coming to your house and and, and following you around the checklist and go, ooh, let me measure this. Let me check that. Because you have got to save yourself. You've got to you gotta be in love with this thing. You gotta you've got understand that if I don't get this right, I'm not gonna have peace in this house. I'm, I'm gonna be gobbled up. This world has gobbled up good people that have been on the sand. They built their house on the sand. And the storm is here. And if you're built on, well, what is the 401k or the financial world doing? My God. There are so many crises going on. Well, just tell me where to move my money to, Brother Sharp, and I'll move it. Just be the preacher that tells me to, to to move my money into this stock or this. I don't even know where to move my money, and I ain't got much to move, huh? And he said, "Go, see, you shall go, brother." Amen. I love it. I love it. See, see, brother Charles. After serving, he'll tell you, Amen. That, honestly, I spent about an hour today trying to figure out what they're doing to the stock market. GameStop, GameStop, stop. GameStop, BlackBerry, AMC, GameStop was at two dollars and fifty cents a share. Today, their stock is worth more. Then Apple stock is a share, $1,360 a share. How'd that happen? Oh, it's a little technique called squeeze, a short squeeze. Now, you have to do a lot of research to understand selling short and what they're doing and how they're, they're, they're manipulating the computers that do most of the trading now because people don't do trades anymore nobody just trades nobody sits around and says well i think i'll buy more coca-cola stock or more pepsi-cola stock or, or more stock they got computers that manage these and algorithms that manage these and somebody's figured out how to Jimmy the algorithms and they're getting ready to shut down another social media site called reddit and if you don't know about reddit then I didn't do it today but I downloaded it before they shut it down because they're 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 on reddit they're giving information when to buy and how much to buy and who to buy from and it's driving up the stock and making the hedge fund it's called the Robin Hood plan they're ripping off the hedge fund people and by the billions over a hundred billion dollars in one day it's like robbing the bank with a computer and they're not so sure the Russians are the Chinese, or some other conspiracy theory people might. We don't even, I don't care who did it. It's happening. You say, well, I don't own game stock and I don't care. And I don't even, I don't even, I don't even care about any of that stuff. Pastor, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have enough money in there. Oh, but if you get a pension check and if you got anything that has to do with the stock market. These hedge funds are major hedge funds. They're they're talking about now, if they don't halt trading before Friday, if it goes on tomorrow and the next day before Friday, that by Monday the stock market will be broke. And you just thought you had COVID to worry about. Sharp, you're depressing me. Don't get depressed. Lift up your eyes. Get your eyes off of money. Get your eyes off of doctors and Fauci and this one and Burks and this. I don't have anything against any of them. I give them the wisdom to help us and to heal us and to get us better but my god if your trust is in a doctor or a vaccine or or, or or a stock market or for god's sake a president oh my god or even a form of government get your eyes up a little higher get your eyes off of that junk. Say, I serve the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I don't care where, what generation, what hour right now. Let the Holy Ghost speak to you. Let the Holy Ghost speak to you. Let the Holy Ghost move to you. Make up your mind. Get convicted and convinced and committed to walk in the old paths and, and to build on the firm foundation right now. Oh, don't wait on anybody else. Don't wait on anybody else. ha, uh-huh. ha oh find rest for your soul find rest for your soul find rest for your soul walk in the old paths get back to basics get back to basics we don't need anything new I will not trust in chariots. I will not trust in horses. But as for me and my house, we're going to trust in the name of the Lord. It's not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, saith the Lord man can't help us governments can't help us doctors are not the answer hedge fund brokers are not the hunter jesus is your answer jesus is your answer yes 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 God, find peace tonight go to home and lay down in peace in your soul because you know you're anchored on the apostolic foundation in the four building blocks of the Apostolic Church. Yes, 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 yes yes, yes, yes. yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.